0: Hey, hey, welcome to the Busy Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby French. Each week I will share tips, tricks, strategies, and ideas from one busy principal to another. I hope you find something that makes principling a little easier for you so you can embrace the joy of being a principal every day. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Busy Principle Podcast. I'm Bobby French, and I am your host. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I really wanted to make sure that I shared some of my thinking around this month with you. as you you may or may not know. my um, background is actually in psychology and counseling. and I don't think we do enough talking about mental health. So thinking specifically, in schools, you know, we know that educators are amazing people. They show so much empathy and compassion for their students and for one another. Our teachers dedicate hours upon hours to plan lessons that engage students. They meet their varied needs. They cover all of the necessary standards. They even pref- prepare our students for those high stakes tests at the same time as keeping students curious and excited about school. Teachers also reach out to parents They provide extra help when students need it. They attend trainings and workshops and conferences because they want to be their best and they want to learn what best practices there are out there so that they can bring their A-game every day. Let's not forget the rest of their workload that has included just about everything this past year, from shifting to changing guidelines, keeping everyone safe, communicating with families, learning new tech skills, switching between synchronous asynchronous, hybrid, and live streaming instructional models. Some have even had multiple first days of school this year. And not to forget rearranging all of their classroom furniture and measuring and taking a lot of their materials home so they can make room for social distancing space in their classroom. Now, this list could go on and on and on, but you know I like to keep my episodes kind of short. But (laughs) our teachers have even more to deal with. We haven't even mentioned that they become a support system for students. They listen, check in. They make sure meals go home. They provide a safe person for students. A lot of these students may struggle with more and more challenges at home and they need that person that's going to listen. These challenges have really come to the surface more in the past year during the pandemic. We're seeing the inequities among our families food insecurities, loss of jobs and income for our families, increased family stresses, parents having to stay home more with their kids, a rise in substance abuse or other neglect and abuse, and not to mention trauma. Teachers care about their students and only want what is best for them. They show their empathy and compassion on a daily basis. That's where the term compassion fatigue comes in. Our teachers start to take on a lot of their students' struggles as their own. And because they have so much compassion that can weigh in on them. And this is just one of the stressors that educators deal with that takes a toll on their mental health. Teachers don't forget about their students when they go home at the end of the day. They worry and they worry some more and they continually think of ways that they can support their students. Now, I'm also an avid podcast listener And I was recently listening to Brene Brown's Dare to Lead podcast episode with guest Angela Duckworth. This was an episode that was actually focused on grit and trying new things. However, about three quarters of the way through the episode, Brene and Angela were talking about therapy and mental health. They shared an important thing that I won't forget, and that is that we all go through pain and struggle, but some of us get help for it and others take it out on other people. So think about that for a minute. Just remember, we all go through pain and struggle. Nobody is exempt from that. But it's whether or not we get help or whether or not we let that build up so that then we're taking it out on others. It's all about ups and downs like a roller coaster. And a roller coaster wouldn't be a roller coaster if it didn't have rises and dips and sharp turns, some of them full loop-de-loos and drops that give you butterflies. Life is the same way for kids, educators, parents, all of us. So it makes me wonder why we're not teaching, modeling, using coping skills, or why talking about going to therapy is sort of this non-topic, or why therapy can be seen as a negative And that coming from a former guidance counselor and therapist. Like why? We need to start talking about it. We need to start normalizing it. When you're having a difficult time or stressed, remember you're just seeing part of that picture. Sometimes you need to zoom out part of a picture so that you can see the rest of it because you're just seeing that zoomed in part around you. And when you're having those feelings, you need to notice it good or bad, notice what you're feeling, sit with it. And then if you need to, change your perspective or put things into a different perspective. Some of us don't wanna sit with those feelings and so we try to do things to avoid them. But just allow yourself to feel. And then, even though it's difficult to zoom out when we're in the middle of feeling those emotions, zoom out so that you don't focus on those small sparks small parts and get stuck there. This is one of the things that Brene talks about too, is the story that I'm telling myself. And sometimes when I'm in those situations, I have to think, is this really what's going on? Or is this the story I'm telling myself? So as you're learning and working through any coping skills, don't wait for your car runs out of gas before you fill it back up again. We need to remember that as educators. We continue to give and give until we're on empty. And it takes more energy to refill your tank when you allow it to get completely empty i know for me i still as an adult have a really hard time sometimes recognizing understanding labeling my own feelings how often when someone says how are you we say good or we use good to describe a feeling we don't say i'm content i'm happy I'm exhilarated. Sometimes we might say that we're frustrated or sad. We don't usually say that we're lonely. And so good is kind of our catch-all. And it's not technically a feeling word, but it's the go-to for most of us and our students. It's okay to feel our feelings. Yep, you heard me. I think I said this earlier. It's okay to feel those feelings, whatever they are. Just feel them. Mark Brackett has a whole book on permission to feel. Now think about how difficult it is is for us as adults. Then imagine how hard this is for our students. As I was preparing some activities to... um, to share with staff or even post on social media recognizing mental health awareness a month and I was reviewing some t- statistics, I found myself uncomfortable as I tried to decide exactly what I was going to share with my school community. Imagine that someone with a background in psychology and counseling and I had a hard time sharing the astonishing statistics around mental health issues in our country. The rise of suicide in teenagers. Nobody wants to talk about it. We all have to do a better job of sharing our vulnerability. I know that I can call a friend and have someone to talk to informally or have a therapist if you want someone professionally to talk about. It doesn't always mean you need professional help, but sometimes it's talking to a neutral party when you don't want advice, you just want someone to listen and work through things. As educational leaders and principals, how can we support our staff more? How can we model taking care of our own mental health as a priority? Can we give teachers an opportunity to tag out when they need it? Can we make taking a mental health day the norm? As a result of this pandemic, we are going to see a mental health health crisis in schools and everywhere. This has been a difficult year for all of us. Parents, have been trying to keep their kids safe. They've been worrying about their learning. They've been trying to take care of others. People have lost their jobs, their sense of of connection. Depression and anxiety have increased. I know in the medical and the teaching profession, we are burnt out. We need to think about how we can support each other during this pervasive time. We should not feel shame about over... We should not feel shame for feeling shame for what we're going through. Don't feel guilty that we don't have it all figured out. Don't think that you can't feel your feelings because your situation isn't as bad as somebody else. Please make sure that you have someone you can reach out to. Make sure you have that friend, confident, mentor, coach, or a therapist that will allow you the time and space to share what is stressing you out so you can work toward feeling your feelings and being okay with where you are and what you're going through. This was probably a heavy topic for your morning commute, but we all need to start talking more about mental health. We need to take care of our mental health. We need to take care of our students' mental health and we need to model it. As I told you before, you can find me on all the socials at Bobby French. DM me on Twitter if you need to reach out. I am more than happy to listen when you need a listening ear. And with that, I encourage you to feel your feelings this week. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Feel free to drop in a comment, subscribe, or share everywhere, like on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or even LinkedIn, For anyone who might enjoy these short weekly podcast episodes, catch y'all next week.